Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app or or go to betmgm.com and enter code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Mary Redeemer. Deemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that Technicolor rainbow in between. We are once again the Too Late Update podcast. I am Matthew Wynn, and I'm here with Kevin Jones. I am ill. Uh, he is very, very Let ill. Let me help. <laughs> and, and Christopher Hodgkinson. Uh, the plague has been cast aside to Kev this week. I know. <laughs> it's uh, it's obviously, like, it's not a Too Late Update podcast unless one of us is dead and or dying uh, of, of some horrible bubonic illness spread by the play god Nurgle. So, right. well, I did go to a tour that was talking about uh, plague deaths in Edinburgh, so I don't know if that's what's triggered this. I don't think you get ill from a thing just by hearing about a thing. Although that's, a, that's also a thing, isn't it? Um, said thing a lot what? there. Psycho- <laughs> <laughs> psychosomatic thing. Things, I was yeah. I already had a bit of a sore throat by the time I'd gone on that tour, so I don't think it was their fault. <laughs> no, obviously. It's, did, did, did Firestarter have the phrase psychosomatic in it, or did I just always hear no, it? Uh, that's breathe. Yes, psychosomatic. Anakin Zane! Uh, okay. Yeah. Play my game. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we're all we're all okay, I think. Um, I'm going to get on to um, uh, you know. We're not listening. Guys. Kev's not okay. He's Kev's, very ill. I mean, he's he's fine. He's not dead yet. Um, Basically, therefore... the last the last hour we've been waiting. I felt as good as I felt all day. Yeah. And maybe maybe I'm not going to be able to talk now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, you were just allowed to be for a bit while we checked our phones and figured out what Hodge was doing. Turned out he was wrestling Triple H. Uh, down to the map. Accurate. For reasons that only we will understand. Um, okay. Um, so before we get going, there's a, a serious point I want to make. Um, there are a lot of terrible things going on in the world. Um, 
but one thing that came to my attention shortly before we became recording is that um, it seems that a number of people uh, who are playing the game Elden Ring are choosing to kill the tortoise pope. And I need to make it very, very clear, I do not condone this action. I find this action disgusting and disgraceful. And I personally believe that From Software should patch the game and that if you kill the tortoise pope, your not only should your save game be erased, but your console itself should be bricked and then men should be brought round with rough sticks to beat you. Uh, space Pope. <laughs> He's taught us Pope. Possibly it's in space. <laughs> I haven't got that far into the law yet. But it's... I just... I, you know, I read, I read that and I was like genuinely angry. I was like, is there at least a great reward for doing this? No. No, you just get a bunch of turtle meat. Fucking ridiculous. Uncalled for. Unbelievable. <laughs> so... That's what's really grind my gears this week. Um, Kev, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? What have you been doing? Uh, I've been to Edinburgh this weekend. That's why I think I've got the lurg. Some kind of Scottish disease. What um, if it's what I left? Probably there? got it from those those me- those giant tubes of infections that we call planes these days. Mm. Probably. I did go to a gig on Thursday, so it might have been that as well. Um, or in unto others, who were good. Um, goth metal band uh, for fans of Typo Negative. Um, and uh, went to see The Batman last week as well. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was okay. Um, I, I really enjoyed its depiction of a disgusting, grimy Gotham. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Mm. Uh, justified being a very different kind of Batman film, because if it had been the same film again as the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I think that would have been pretty bad. But yeah, it's good. It's not really had. Every interpretation we've had of Batman has been quite different so far. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, including the the one where he forgets why he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> if we get onto that film, that yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see if we do that one eventually. I don't, I don't know if we will, actually. It might be slightly before our cut-off. I can't remember when that uh, film it was, came out. It was, it was 95. 95. Okay, so it's I just in scope. 95 or 96. Definitely mid-90s. Yeah. yeah our cut-off, whether we decide our cut-off is. I suppose. So, you yeah, know. there is that. We might we might get onto it at some point. But, um, yeah. Hodge, how have you been? I see you've been, um, you know, you, you've been telling me about Pokemon, but apart from that, <laughs> I have been. I watched all of It's Always Sunny, the season of week. Yes, very that, is, good as that well. is very good, especially yeah. the Irish stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed by that. Um, I watched the new, well, not new, the newer Mortal Kombat film, which okay. I thought for, for what it was is, is worth a watch. I haven't seen that yet. Like, I should probably check it out. Yeah, it's just like, it's just a fun film. It's not going to win any Oscars. That would be weird, but it's it's yeah, it's, it's a fun a fun romp. Is it is it my imagination or are video game movies slowly starting to get better? I think so. I um, definitely. So I think Sonic was very good for for a kids' film. Hmm. Uh, the caveat that, but yeah, it's, it was really enjoyable. Weirdly, like. It sounds like people who don't know the Uncharted games have been enjoying the Uncharted film. I heard that as people. well. Yeah. 
I think people have enjoyed it as a here's a well done Indiana Jones film. Fair enough, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Netflix is removing the curse from TV shows as well. I haven't watched Arcane yet, but that's supposed to be very good. That is actually very good. I have no interest in League of Legends in any way, shape or form, and I thought that show was great. I thought that show was like on the level of Clone Wars good. Oh, cool. I, okay. I, need, I need to get into right that. Yeah. And I started, um, I started Life is Strange, True Colours last night, which um, I spoke to Kev Private about, which is, is very... I finished episode one, which is really good. And... Yeah, as Kevin said to me before, don't, don't, if you're going to play it, don't read the back of the box in any way because they ruin one of the twists of the first episode. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm lucky I didn't do that as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, apart from, apart from the things I've agreed, obviously playing Elden Ring, also been playing um, more King of Fighters, which uh, is very. Fun and interesting. They've released a couple of new DLC characters, including Best Girl, uh, B. Jennet. But also, more importantly, they're bringing back a character called Rugal, who is banned in Mexico. <laughs> Completely banned what? in Mexico by the Mexican government. <laughs> For what? reasons that I will not explain to you. <laughs> Why won't you explain it? Is it because it should have been banned? or No, it's basically a member of the uh, Mexican government, I believe held a fighting game tournament where he banned the character Rugal and therefore oh. the joke is now he's banned from Mexico completely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which right, I find okay. delightful. Um, Ooh, on the subject of DLC, have you guys had a chance to play the um, Mario Kart DLC? Yes. Yes, yeah, I, I have. Was saying, I, I'm not that... I, I think the tracks are a bit uninspired currently. Some of them, I yeah. Good, the good ones are the Wii ones and Matt said mentioned the new one. I think other than that, they're not great. Yeah. I um I really like the new interpretation of Choco Mountain. I thought that was okay. N64. That's good. But Choco yeah. Mountain is all about the music. It's a good a good um, version of the music from Choco Mountain. Yeah. And the new um the um the one from Tor, Ninja Hideaway, is very good. That's probably I the think... best in the DLC actually. Yeah, I think that one's the new one. The Ninja Hideaway one is the brand new one, I think. No, it's from it's from the tour games is on it? the mobile. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for that. Okay, yeah, no, I did like that one. Um, but yeah, uh, the one thing I did do is I jumped online for the first time in oh God since it was on the Wii U and played Mario Kart Online, and that is that feels more like Fall Guys um, than anything else that, at the minute. Like it's it, a humbling it, experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. At any moment, you can just be Mario karted, and then you are like, oh, I'm doing really well now. I'm in 12th. That's <laughs> like, that's that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at any moment, at any time. Unless unless I imagine they're, like I said to Kev a bit earlier offline, I imagine there are people who are super good at that game and just you know, know, know all the strategies, know all the corners. Uh, we'll we'll see, Kev, because we're gonna we're gonna sort this out. We're gonna have a, a little jump online and see how how we do. Uh, we should, should record that. Uh, yeah, I think we should. I think we need to find we're, a way. We're gonna wait until 
all 48 new tracks are released and then do every single track in the base game and the DLC back to back to find out who once and for all is the true Mario Kart champion. Well, that will be Kev. <laughs> so we not so we don't want to do that at all. We want to what we want to do is jump online with us three and a bunch of randos and then watch Kev get decimated by them and then maybe we can still have a chance of passing him every now and then. That's that's my plan and I'm sticking with it. I like I like Hodge's idea for a no sleep night of Mario Kart. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, after that, I'm organising a Street Fighter Five tournament, and you three have to play. You three have to play. That's how, that's how that's going to work. <laughs> All right. I'll just be you beating me senseless for. Yes. <laughs> yes, it will. And I'll be saying this is for Choco Mountain every time. <laughs> okay. So, this is actually um, our first, in a while, big proper episode. So, uh, Hodge, do you want to tell us what year and month we are doing? We're in February 2017. Do you want me to, to set the stage with the news of the month? Yeah, you can do, yeah. It starts us off quite depressing and frankly only gets worse. Um, February the 1st, British MPs vote in favour of a European Union bill allowing the government to begin Brexit. I can't believe you allowed this to happen. I go out of the country for two years and you fuck it up, all of you. I'm <laughs> totally disappointed. Well, maybe if you hadn't left the country, people would have voted Remain. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a life to live and can't just be a guiding light for this nation. <laughs> it's fine. It's all going so well, so yes. it doesn't matter. Um, February the fourth, Black Sabbath disbanded during their farewell tour. They played their final concert in Birmingham on the fourth. Do you want to know a story about that? Go on. They're back together again. <laughs> no, no. Well, they might. There's rumours they might play the Commonwealth Games this year, but I don't know. About of course, them. they will. These bands of this age always get well. Again. To be fair, for a for a band that called it a day, they have been, it's been five years now. Um, so I had a I was had at some point had a ticket to that in a queue to buy the tickets, but I was waiting for a friend to confirm whether he wanted seated tickets. Um, and I was annoyingly I was at a on a silly family holiday that's joyful as they are. Um, waiting by the reception because the only place I could get signal trying to buy these tickets and couldn't get them. So I ended up going to the penultimate night of that tour for the second to last ever Black Summer show. Oh, cool. Ah. Um, which was great. They were brilliant. Uh, oh, Aussie, Aussie's not... Aussie's hit or miss, um, but I think for those last one of days, he was very good. So. I mean, oh, cool. at, least, at least they were good. At least they weren't like I can't remember what band it was where they literally broke up on stage, where they just played a really shit set and they went, "This is the last time you'll ever see us live," and fucked off. I can't remember which band. No, they no, they announced this a while. They said this yeah. is going to be our final tour, and they did. They did all the festivals the summer before, and they, you know, they they said this is the end, and yeah, they they ended it where where it all began in Birmingham, which is good. Yeah, um, and I think you know that it was the right time for them to call it quits. Um, yeah, as I said, Ozzy was hit and missed. The rest of the battle was still brilliant. I, I've said this before and I say it again it is a crime that there is no such thing as like a uh, heavy metal museum in Birmingham. 
they did have a Black Sabbath exhibition for yep. one summer. They've started to embrace it a bit more. But yeah, it's uh, it's one of these things with Birmingham. It's like you're you have a really good musical heritage. Yeah, like, it's to do with metal, but you know, Liverpool's been blabbing on about the Beatles for all its seventy year existence since the Beatles were sorry sixty years since the Beatles uh, formed. But yeah, Birmingham should embrace embrace what it has got because it's got a very diverse, mostly metal, but uh, well, we, we used to. We used to spend a lot of time doing it, didn't we? And um, it wasn't until we went up there the week for the Alkaline Trio gig that I realised when you come out of New Street, Birmingham really does seem like a hole, doesn't it? It does not put its best foot forward when you come out of that train station. Not, it's, yeah, it's not looking great. Um, well, they have got, and today got on things, Matt is going to have to edit out of the, <laughs> the podcast. It's I like got Birmingham. Black, it's got a Black Sabbath bench now. It's got the Birmingham Hall of uh, Walk of... Black Sabbath bench. Yeah, it's got the Black Sabbath members, and I think Jasper Carrot, and that's it. (laughs) Just I have some other people. (laughs) And Jasper Carrot. Okay. Yeah. There's there's a lot of people that have come from Birmingham. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, There are plenty of uh, of famous people from Birmingham, and of course, because I've just said that, all of their names escape me, other than Black Sabbath and Jasper Carrot. But you know what I mean. Is Jasper Carrot still alive? I don't know. I want to say no. I think he might have been a victim of 2016, you know. No, I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, they're not like Black Sabbath aren't the only one aren't the only big metal band from Birmingham. You've got Judas Priest as well. Yeah. Um and Napalm Death. There you go. I mean for legacy for metal, there's nothing nothing really bigger. You could say, I mean, the the two founding big bands of metal are Black Sabbath and Judas Priest. They're both from Birmingham. Yeah. And it's okay. Jasper Carrot is still alive. Okay, that's good. good. I'm glad I'm wrong. Wasn't he in the thing I remember Jasper Carrot from? Is wasn't he in some kind of police comedy that wasn't very good in the nineties? Oh, the detectives. I think, I think everyone liked that. I, yeah, I enjoyed the detectives. That. Yeah, with uh, Robert okay. Powell. Yeah. With Jesus. Yeah. I, the one I specifically remember about that is because uh, I remember them making a big deal of the FA Cup final, which, of course, these days is laughable. And I'm not even a person who cares or enjoys about football. And I know that the FA Cup final used to be a big thing and now is not. Yeah, I think they used to. I think it used to be like the centrepiece of the season and like yeah. the team would go mental for it on the the uh, on the Saturday. I, I like going up to it and it'd be the big, the big game, whereas, you know, does anyone watch it anymore? No, I couldn't tell you. I certainly don't, but I never would have. Um, yeah, so uh, this time, this I remember in this time, I would have been uh, out and working in South Africa, obviously, which is why everything went to shit. Um, so, you know, these two are going to have to explain why they let the country get into this state while I was while I was out for two, just two, two, two years. That's uh, what, what it was. It, it, it wasn't just this country. February on the February the thirteenth, Harrison Ford was involved in a near miss while flying a plane at John Wayne Airport, trying to relive his Millennium Falcon days. It would later lead to him returning to the Star Wars franchise. Well, it's good that he's coming back for Indiana Jones, because yeah. I, I I don't know why he's coming back for another Indiana Jones. I really don't. What you want to see is a uh, how old is he now? Eighty. Yeah, I mean if if. If watching the recent series of Star Trek Picard has taught me anything, it's that what I really want is 
uh, an actor whose voice is weak, uh, fails to deliver their lines, can't move their face, and is uh, inactive for most of their screen time. That's that's what I really want. And that's talking about people who I genuinely love as actors, you know. But it's like they need you need you know you're not capable. <laughs> and then my final bit of news was that February the twenty second. Human carrot President Donald Trump overturned the Obama directive on transgender rights to use toilets. Of course because he did. Of course he did. What a massive twat he is. Yeah. I think he spent a lot of that first month just being a well, for the next four years, but it was like anything he could repeal quickly, he was immediately done. It was like, but you remember all the uh, uh, issues about um, people who had right to work or live in the United States who are from certain countries and he was like, No, you can't come back. Those chaos airports. Yeah. Yeah. People are like student visas and things like that. It's like a Because why not? Because whatever keeps fucking idiots happy, hillbillies who mm. don't know what they're talking about. Um sorry hillbillies if you're listening to this show, but if you vote Trump but don't listen to this show, fuck off. Um I don't think hillbillies <laughs> know what podcasts are. Well, they, they know what the Joe Rogan podcast is, and that's it. So, Oh, yeah, of course they do. I could, I could successfully go onto the Joe Rogan podcast and convince him that uh, dragons were real, and I was one, and I was currently flying uh, in, the, in his presence, because that man is credulous to a fault. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, let's, let's give Joe Rogan lots of money and not... Artists, yeah. I thought you were going to say us. Then I was going to say, don't like we've. Let's be fair. We have not earned that money. <laughs> if you to give us, no. if you well, we... turn, if someone's to turn around and go, we're stop, we're going to stop giving Joe Rogan money, and we're going to give it to the three dudes from this one podcast where they record it on their home laptops, you know, and we're going to give it to them. I would be fine with that, but also I would like I would say like I would. Deep down, I would know it was wrong. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, I'm taking know. the money, but on a spiritual level, we'd, I'm dead. <laughs> we'd be better than John, Joe Rogan. Say again? We'd do better than Joe Rogan. I Everyone mean, get vaccinated. See, we're better than Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily... I think the, the thing is, what I would say is what we've got to try not to do is provide horrible misinformation. And if we do provide horrible misinformation, at the very least, we'll have the decency to apologise for it and correct it. Also, information, the misinformation we like to impart, to impart is unlikely to end lives. Yeah, that's true. I don't think if we say that like your Super Mario World was released in like March and it was actually released in May... I, th- I very much doubt that's going to cause a death. Like only in a very specific set of circumstances. Oh, when the Super Mario release wars happen in five hundred years, when this is the one of the few tests. This, this is the other, when, when this is the only remaining text. <laughs> he said it could have been March or May. No one's sure. Clearly, it was March because that's when March tenth is, which is Mario Day. No, but he doesn't specifically say it. And thousands dead, millions dead. <laughs> in the name it's of the, in the name of the three god emperors of mankind. <laughs> <coughs> Mario, Luigi, and Wario. 
<laughs> no, I was thinking of uh, Kev, me, and Hodge, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> which one's which? Which one's which? That would be the next question. They've only got that art that we put up, the little cartoon art, and they'll be like, no, clearly that's Matt on the left. But no, he can't be him. He's enjoying an ice lolly. That's clearly got to be Hodge, who said he liked twisters in an episode. <laughs> it's not a twister. We have no record of what twisters look like. <laughs> Anyway, that's a, a game. We must, <laughs> yes. we must eat the almighty bicycles of the Hodge. That's right. <laughs> the forgotten fruit. <laughs> if, if only Kev could speak we, to us, but he has been entombed upon the golden throne for 10,000 years, kept alive on a, on a, on a diet of grilled psychers whose energies are poured into him once a day. <laughs> Take fine ricicles from out of thy box and form them into a treat unto me. <laughs> Cover them in chocolate. Chocolate covered ricicles. Basically, it's rice, rice crispy cakes, but with is, rice. Is that not what that's rice like, crispy squares are, really? That's They're like a metric fuckton of sugar topped with more sugar. Yeah. And, like, yes. <laughs> that's. Uh, we have got off track. We have got massively off track. We have got off track. <laughs> what uh, I'd like to say some of this what is going to be edited down now. because we had a discussion about how long this podcast could be, but I just thought, no, I'm not. Get- this stays in. All of this is gold, and it's staying in. It possibly uh, might infringe on some of Games Workshop's intellectual property at some points, but fuck that. They ain't listening. No one's listening. It's fine. <laughs> um, right. So. February 2017. Um, so, what are... Where are we going to start? Are we going to start with video games? Yeah. Yeah, we went backwards last time, so we'll start with video games. So, the big one. Who wants to have a crack at the big one and tell us about it? Yeah, are we talking Horizon? We are talking Horizon Zero Dawn. I almost said Forbidden West then. I kind of just want to say that now. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. Yeah, this game's amazing. I love this game, and I have a very controversial opinion on it. Okay, I think I know what this controversial opinion is going to be. I prefer Um, this game to Breath of the Wild. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What did you think it was going to be? That that. you were going to say that. I'm interested. Yeah, no, it was that, but I, I, you know, I thought you were maybe going to say it's better than Breath of the Wild, but you said prefer to, which is a different. Different spin on the same sort of thing, but yeah, it's fine. Um, and I think that's, yeah, I again, that. it's valid. It's a va- I think the one thing I sort of thought about this game, so um, if anyone doesn't know Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a bit hard considering that Forbidden West came out like a couple of weeks ago and is probably um, the second best open world game to release um, uh, this year, which is funny because Horizon... Uh, Zero Dawn is probably the second best open world to release that year. Um, <laughs> or at least, uh, let's say, successful. Or Horizon just can't get a break with its release date, can it? No, it's like, yeah, it's... Yeah, and, and which is not which is not to denigrate either of those games. I think the only thing I remember was I got um, uh, Horizon um, Zero Dawn, and then like a week and a bit later, or a couple of days later, my Switch arrived with um, Zelda... And I played the absolute shit out of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Oh, I, I 
didn't I played Horizon Zero Dawn later in the year. Mm. So I got Zelda new and then I played Horizon Zero Dawn, which is probably the order not many people did it in. Um, and I just prefer it. I just think it, it, the story in it is much better. There's a reason to keep going. Um, I just prefer the gameplay. Like, I, I was, my, my thing with Breath of the Wild, and again, you sort of, it's weird that you always comp- now compare Horizon Zero Dawn with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But it's just because they came out so close to each other. That is literally yeah. the only reason. Yeah, Bre- Breath of the Wild is an amazing tech demo. It does things that no other game has done before, and this, you know, it's so creative, but I just find quite a lot of it annoying. Um, so and here's I, the thing, right? Because I, so I, I played, like Matt, I played Horizon when it first came out and then immediately fell off it because Breath of the Wild came out. Yeah. And then it took me a while to get, maybe maybe about a year to get back to it because yeah. I did I did eventually go back to Horizon and I platinumed it. And I think I did that whilst I was on my shared parental leave with um, our first daughter. It's like during the day she'd have her nap and quite often I'd have to take her out for a walk. So the buggy would be in the hall and I couldn't get to the kitchen or do anything. So I'd sit and play Horizon while she was having a nap. You don't have to explain yourself. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. But children's that time was a perfect time to play video games. You don't have to like, oh, I couldn't go and do clean the dishes. It's like, no, it's fine. You yeah. need a rest. Rest. The one, the one yeah. difficult thing I found about um, playing Horizon immediately after, and it was pretty much immediately after playing uh, Breath of the Wild, was that you couldn't climb. And I remember that being like, there, like being so much, like there wasn't as much vertical. Uh, yeah transition as there was in in breath of the wild and it was a bit like uh, uh, i want to get up I'm there i'm playing breath of the wild i'm playing breath of the wild with my son currently yeah and this thing about oh you can climb anywhere it's like yeah you can't really because there's a lot of sheer cliff faces you need to have a good stamina and every time you need to climb something it bloody rains that is yeah <laughs> so I, that's not quite true it doesn't resonate all the time when you climb something i have a problem with Again, I I want to make it very clear. I really like Horizon. The story yeah. is great, but there's a lot of like oh, jankiness isn't there, but like cheesing your way at mounting sides, but like jump, like just continually spamming jump so you catch on the geometry. Like, yeah, I should be able to climb over that. But the game won't let me, so I just keep spamming jump. Eventually, I'll get over it. And don't think that's changed for a sequel because it hasn't. Uh, that's not. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, I think one of the two big the big difference between Horizon and Breath of the Wild 
and this will come down to personal taste, is there isn't much discovery about Horizon. There's, there's lots of like, you know, you don't wander off and find something. You wander around and it immediately starts throwing quest markers at you all over the map. Which, again, is how it's now being compared to Elden Ring. Yes. Because Horizon Zero Dawn is very much like, ah, oh, you came within quite a long way of something, so we'll throw the map marker down for you so you know what's there. Whereas Elden Ring is like, you will go off and you will discover the things and you will explore and find things on your own. Yeah. There are no, there are no towers Horizon's in Elden quite, Ring of any description. Well, no, but... No. There aren't even any towers in Horizon, though. It's just, no, there's, there's just the throw stuff on the map for you. No, but the tall yeah, there's, there's thing. The, the, uh, the tall yeah, but, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, but even without those, though, stuff still gets thrown on the map for you. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, that's fine. I, I, that's totally fine. Like, here, here's a quest. Go do the quest. It's like, I uh, do. I don't. I, I prefer it more. I prefer it more when there's an in-world reason why you know something's there, as opposed to the game which just said, "Oh, this is over there." Yeah. Does that make sense? But it's again, Kev was saying it's a preference, and I can certainly understand. Yeah. I can certainly understand someone not getting on with um, with the Breath of the Wild, um, like and and to a certain degree the Elden Ring sort of model of like trial and error of you go places and find out mm. whether you should be there or not. Um, I can understand that, particularly if your time is limited. Um, but I, you know, I have a preference for the other way of doing things. I, I, when we get to talk about Breath of the Wild properly. That is definitely a game that is not perfect, uh, and I would say, you know, Elden Ring is not a game that is perfect. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to kill the Tortoise Pope, because no perfect game would allow you to do that. Um, uh, but you know, I, I really enjoyed. Let, I think let's still stick to talking let's, about Horizons, like really good points, because yeah. it's got a lot of them. I think. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I mean, no, no. It's Breath of the Wild, and again, I, Breath of the Wild is great. I just did. It's one of these that yeah. just start kind of Bishop. The a Breath of the Wild story is really sorry, not Breath of the Wild. Horizon Zero Dawn story is really well thought out. Like yeah. you how you get from where we are now to giant robot robot dinosaurs. Mm. Yeah. Is like there is a reason for it. Um and it does work. Yeah. Um I also the the giant robot fights are great. Yes, they oh, feel just, like monster. They feel like Monster Hunter sort yeah. of fights, basically. You, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to plan things ahead. You have to have the right weapons. You have to, you know, um, like the first time you fight a Thunderjaw. The first, I think, it was the first time I fought a Thunderjaw. There was like a canyon. Yeah, and I just let let lay trap after trap around it. And like we got down to half its energy and then you had to fight it properly yourself but it just felt like a massive achievement doing that yeah those things are dicks Thunderjaws yeah yeah right so the one thing I did here which I'm disappointed about Guerrilla Games and I, I know you're listening I know you're listening I've, I know I've said before nobody's listening but I know you're listening Guerrilla Games you can't ride the Thunderjaw in either of the games and that's not acceptable you need to let me ride a giant weapons platform that looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, or you and I are going to have a problem. So, you've been warned. Um, you've been told. I think you'd have to do that as a part of... I, I wonder if they'll do, um, in Forbidden West, they'll do some kind of multiplayer fun thing type thing with it. I think it would ruin the narrative of the story if you could ride a Thunderjaw in the real game. Maybe, like... 
let you do it for set a piece. bit for a set piece like a set piece yeah. or like or like oh there's a thunder jaw in this canyon it can't really go anywhere else sort of thing because yeah. you know uh, like i think people would like would, would give you the the what you call it the thing of disbelief because it's like i'm riding a thunder jaw this is the only way i have to do it great <laughs> you know it's like it's like that bit in metal gear 4 where you get to fight as uh, yeah in metal, metal gear rex yeah sorry spoilers I, yeah, uh, <laughs> the game is twelve years old. The game, game is twelve years old. I think it's fair game. If you haven't played it by now, you you like number one. You can't. <laughs> I don't know if you can play it anyway now. Um, or um, or Mario Odyssey, where you suddenly Bowser for a bit. Yeah, that's again spoilers. Um, <laughs> but but that's but that's you know come on, give give us a little bit of the the power trip. Right also, the other great thing about uh, one of the other great things about Horizon Zero Dawn is Aloy is great. Yes, yes, yeah, she is. That, that's the that is the secret yeah. source for uh, for um, Horizon. Yeah, really, really good character. Um, and there's a reason why uh, she's had a lot of traction, especially with the sequel. I think uh, yeah. really popular character. She's yeah, she's she's definitely hit a note with a lot of. Um, uh, a lot of female gamers, particularly because they feel like she's a really good representation of a actual female character, which is you know. it's because, especially in this. As, again, I'm a, this is more about a sequel because it's been a while since I played the first one. I think it's true there as well. Is she has a lot of agency? Like she doesn't react to stuff; she does stuff because she wants to do a thing. Very true. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's the driving force behind a lot happen. of the plot. Yeah. Yeah. That said, if if the next time we come across a puzzle, Aloy, if you could just keep your mouth shut for two minutes instead of immediately going, I should use the thing over there. It's like, I've only just spotted the thing over there. You, you don't have to tell me immediately that's the solution. Are you just annoyed that Aloy is smarter than you, Hodge? <laughs> I, think, I think what he means is there should be a little bit, you know, give it a few minutes before of you aimlessly wandering around. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, uh, yeah, what is the... Um, big, Big shout Sorry. out to Ashley Birch, who voices a- Aloy, who's very good in this game. I think but, um, I did the full motion capture for everything because that's what Sony games have done for like the last ten years. Yeah, one of the um, one of the patch notes for Forbidden West was just um, Aloy will mention her stash less frequently. <laughs> <laughs> does she have a lot of? Does she have like a train of people who like give her a run and grab her a coffee and stuff like that? Is that what you mean? She has, she has staff. Not staff, stash. Oh, her stash. Yeah. So she's rocking a, a, a fine moustache these days. That's nice. I quite like that. I haven't heard this as much as everyone else, so I don't know if I... I don't know. There was a period where like, every time you'd like pick up stuff, if you'd already got enough years ago, she'd just go, huh, I'll send that to my stash and collect it later. Huh, maybe I should look in my stash for these. Huh, I've got a nice stash. I should look in that mighty nice looking plant there. But it's a shame if you happen to end up in my stash. <laughs> yeah. okay. Is there is there anything else to say about the Horizon Zero Dawn? Other than just play it, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. out PC it, now. If you haven't got a PlayStation console, yeah. watches are good boys. Yes, particularly yes. if uh, you, if you play uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on. Uh, PS4 and then play Monster Hunter World. You can turn your uh, Palico into a Watcher. Oh, can you? Which is lovely. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's about, about about it. I mean, there is like there is actually loads to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, but yeah. it's it's all pretty much just this game is great. Go play it. Everything about it feels good. Um, yeah. Like, actually, can't right. wait to play the next one. It's just I had to make I had to make a choice. I had to make Sophie's choice, and I went with the Rang. So there we go. Horizon Zero Dawn feels like a TV show in the way that it's written, and that you like you can picture like mid-season breaks. Yes. as you're playing through it, that's true. Yeah, it's okay. definitely got yeah, it's definitely got a specific structure. Like you start in the, your like camp where you went out outside, aren't you? And you mm. compete in that tournament to become part of the tribe, and then they sort of say you were birthed from the mountain, and then you can you can almost see the episode breaks, can't you? As you're playing it. Yeah. yeah, I I just read. Yeah, I really like that. It feels like this is a a world as it exists, and it's yeah, it's done really good world building. Like all these different tribes who worship different things based on what's around them. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I don't really want to spoil it because I think if uh, it's only five years old, and if people wanted to sort of experience the story, I think it's yeah. definitely worth definitely worth it. Definitely, it doesn't feel like. The, the why the world is like this was an afterthought. It was like, they yeah. come up with a reason for this. Um, and yeah, the, the guy from The Wire is very good at it as well. Yes, he is. Got his name. <laughs> Goddamn McNulty. <laughs> not, not McNulty, yeah. No, no, um, sorry, I was trying to do an impression of the guy who does say sometimes McNulty. Anyway. He's in Fringe as well. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, he's in, oh god, he's in two, loads of things, yeah. Two box in um, Forbidden West. Yes, yes. I, I recognise his voice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, otherwise, um, I think the other one of the other sort of big releases. Now, this isn't a game I've played too much of. I have played it a little bit, and it might be a game at some point I might dive into more, but I haven't so far. Is Neo. So Neo is another. It's a Souls-like, basically. It's one of the first um, actual sort of attempts to sort of copy that copy that Dark Souls formula, uh, and it's actually done it quite successfully. The difference with this one is that it's more fast-paced combat than, say, Souls. You're not going to be uh, hiding behind a shield or anything like that. It's all sort of very quick actions with samurai swords and and uh, Japanese weapons. The thing is, it's all like Japanese based and based on Japanese folklore. Opens up talking about like uh, Queen Elizabeth I in sixteen whatever it was sixty six, and I remember hitting the start button. And was like, what? What the hell? What? Why? Why is this? And it I mean, turns she was out, dead, then. Yeah, well, uh, uh, probably fifteen sixty yeah, something yeah. like that when she was alive, possibly. I don't she know. Did. Maybe it was sixteen sixty six. It's by Teen Ninja. Could be, They're not fifteen sixty six. Yeah. Is it Team Ninja or Ninja Theory? Team Ninja. It's hard to sometimes to get those. Sometimes you can get those two mixed up because they're both called Ninja. Well, yeah, I mean, one's a Japanese developer, one's a yeah. British developer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's apparently it's very, very good. Everyone who's like a fan of Souls games has said you should probably give it a try. I probably will at some point, but um, I've just heard it's it's very, very good. Um, I just found it very go- like interesting when I hit start for the first time, and it was like in in this thing, Queen Elizabeth has spies, and she's looking for this thing. I was like, what? The, what? Qu'est-ce que c'est? What? I thought this was a game about feudal Japan. What? What's going on? 
but they Feudal turn... Japan and Queen Elizabeth's sexy parties. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but it turns out the reason for this is because you then take a boat to Japan, which is it's kind of weird because it's kind of like Japan is a world or it's like fucking fairyland as far as this English person is concerned, which is uh, weird. <laughs> so well, it, weird that it's made by a Japanese de- development team. You no, know, you wouldn't you wouldn't have known anything about this completely unique culture that's yeah. developed. Like yeah, it's tra- it's traded with mainland Asia, but yeah, I think if we went to if you went from Europe to Japan in the 16th century it would have been like yeah this is completely different yes yeah you also learn like samurai fighting from a book on the trip over so that's that's useful <laughs> that's how you yeah I mean, that's, that's how you do it you learn it from books like that teenage mutant ninja turtles movie just learn it from books um yeah but it's apparently very good but um cool right which book do they learn ninja from a book Oh, in the in the the Michael Bay film, the recent one. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Teenage Ninja Goombas. Yes, yeah, that one, where they're all hulking monstrosities rather than teenagers. Yeah, let's just move on from that. Makes me angry. Yeah. Cool. What have we got next on the docket, ladies and gentlemen? Boys and girls, and that's it. Nicola Rainbow in between. It's uh, it's one of Ubisoft's attempts to spin out the gameplay of Assassin's Creed. Uh-huh. Uh, for some kind of multiplayer thing, um, for some reason. Yeah, isn't For Honor, wasn't it free on PS Plus, I imagine? It that? was free, I don't think I've ever played it. I mean, wasn't it Wasn't it another one of those ones which was bad on PS Plus, it did something stupid? No, I don't, I think it was pre-PS5, I don't know, but it was, I, no, think, I think it was put, I think it was put on PS Plus to generate interest in the DLC or something. Yeah. Um. So, funny story, I had this on PC um, at the time. I got it because I got it with my PC graphics card. And I played it. And I got past the tutorial. And then I couldn't get a game on it. So I never actually played it after that. <laughs> um, it's that popular, eh? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's they, that popular. They still haven't released the, the pirate shit one. Which is, again, it's like, well, let's take a bit out of Assassin's Creed that people yeah. like. Spin it off. It's like... Like I, Maybe, um, I, I know the one you're talking about. I've been waiting for an update on that for years. Like I guess it's just not happening. Or apparently, it's still very much in development. You might get a thing at Not E3 this year about it. Uh, the Not E3, yeah. Yeah, Ubisoft's um, uh, plans for the year seem to have leaked in the last day. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it'll turn up with um, what's it called? Beyond Good and Evil Two. Remember that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. That that or thing where everyone went evil. where everyone went, the concept for the game is this, and they went, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's got a swearing monkey in it. I mean, we like the swearing monkey, that's fine. But the concept for your game makes no sense. So can you maybe shrink it down? Like talk about scope creep. Also, we're going to steal all of your art. <laughs> oh yeah, said said smiling Seth Green. Yeah. Not steal, you're going to give it to us. Wasn't yeah. it Seth? I think it was Seth Green. It was Joseph Gordon Levitt, wasn't it? I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember it being Seth Green. I was kind of like, if he says it is, it probably was, but I, it, I think it was Joseph Gordon Levitt now that you said that. Yeah. Hodge, Hodge gives us one court case per episode that we have yeah. to battle. <laughs> Just <laughs> mis-memory things. 
I'm not sure that's a um, that's a court case. Yeah, Joseph I mean, Gordon-Levitt. No, Seth Green goes on stealing people's art to sell yeah. you saw. But no, Matt wasn't one saying they were stealing art. I'm saying no, no one was stealing it. They were all being given it. It was. It was just right. A, it was. It was Gordon-Levitt. It was. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, was Tommy. anyway. We're we're not talking about for God, God, good and evil no. too. It was very, very in character, wasn't it? It was quite a Tommy thing to do. Do you know what? I didn't get the joke that they were um, Tom, Dick, and Harry in Third Rock from the Sun for many, many years. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like from, you know, from the saying, every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. Did not get that. Uh, okay. Uh, and yeah. that's not it for video games. There's one more, I believe. Oh, it was the Fire Emblem mobile game, I think, which is. Uh, I played this a little bit. I mean, it's Fire Emblem with, like, random heroes that you unpack in card packs and stuff like that. I mean, it was all I right. I play this because I like Fire Emblem, but this looks shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to dissuade you from that. My understanding is it was it's kind of interesting because I think it was Nintendo's first proper success in the mobile market. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's definitely not shit. It's a very... It's a well-adapted Fire Emblem game to play on a handheld. Well, not, not a handheld, that's wrong, but play on a phone. Um, it's just depressing, really, that that did so well through gotcha mechanics mm. when um, Mario Run did so poorly selling it at a, at a decent price. That's yeah. the that's mobile it, gamer model for you. Um, yeah. Like loads, of mobile, was, loads of mobile gamers, when Mario Run came out, were like, I only get four levels and I have to buy a game. I don't like that. Can't I just like keep buying the same thing over and over again and like spending hundreds? Yeah. Oh, it's depressing, just... isn't it? Because I kind of felt like Nintendo deserved some credit for trying not to go with that model because it feels quite predatory. But then, you know, that's what mobile gamers want. Well, come on. I mean, we've also... The other thing we didn't touch on uh, this week, which is something that personally annoys me, is the new Gran Turismo game and now has microtransactions up the wazoo and that's a $70 title. And they've also patched it so you get you now get less yeah. from playing it. It's it's I, I I find that a massive shame from Sony because that it, to me has always been like EA Ubisoft behaviour, not you know not Sony and they're they're sort of excuse of yeah, but we want to feel like making like getting these expensive cars feels like you've really bought the car. Like I don't want to fucking if I had had enough money to fucking buy a Ferrari, I'd buy a fucking Ferrari. I wouldn't buy, you know, fucking fake currency to buy a fake Ferrari in my in my video yeah, game. That doesn't, you that doesn't make me feel rich. No. <laughs> the thing is I don't I I don't even have to play the game. So the only thing I could say is without knowing for sure is is the amount do you have to play the game to earn like the best car? Ridiculous or not? Uh, I haven't looked into it too much, but I would imagine if they've lowered the um, uh, if they've now lowered the rewards you get per race, I bet you it's ridiculous. I bet you it's something you have to play like the or, same or race a hundred times, getting first or something like that. Was it too easy? Well, actually, I'd probably say a hundred times getting first as a Gran Turismo game is probably to get the best car. It's probably about right i mean the same race over and over again maybe not the same race but as yeah. you progress through the game like yeah. you yeah, oh, no, i mean to... different i mean yeah different races that's that's how the game is played that's fine but yeah. i'm talking about like you get to a point where you cannot progress any further so you have to end up you know basically playing the same race over and over again the optimal 
money race, whatever it is. That that sucks, and that's not good. Um, no, I mean, let's let's yeah. put it bluntly. No seventy pound game should have microtransactions. No, it shouldn't. End of as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I I, I totally but I I'm totally behind that statement. I don't think it's I don't think it's okay to say that. I don't think it's okay to charge someone seventy quid for a game and then go. By the way, we've put an online store in because you only put an online store in a game if you want people to use it. And if they and if you've balanced your games in such a way that you don't have to use it, why have you put an online store in there? Because I know what a lot. The of... only devil's advocate thing I would say to that is, will there always be people who just be like, I'll just buy it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I uh, yeah, just I... don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that, like, if you if you had if you had a game where it's like, oh, you could play it for forty hours and get the best car. Yeah. Which you know, you say it's unreasonable, or you could like say Elden Ring, you could play it for forty hours and get um and get towards the end dungeon. Or someone would just say, Oh, you could pay another twenty quid and just get everything unlocked straight away. Well you reckon people do that? Uh funnily enough you say that there were there was a thing going around where you could buy runes, which is XP basically, uh online. In like eBay auctions, so yeah, there will always be a market for it. Um, I just don't think it should be encouraged by the no, actual. No, no. I don't think it should be encouraged by the actual developer, particularly not in, again, a big tentpole franchise, particularly not in something like Gran Turismo, um, which is, again, it's like I I am not a person who enjoys a lot of uh, car games, but I was really really tempted by this new Gran Turismo and this now put me completely off it. And, it and I felt the same when I last played uh, one of the Forza games where it's like, oh, you can do this or you can buy it for, you know, six pounds. I was like, no, no, thank you. It just it immediately puts me off. And I, I think it's a huge shame. Yeah, I think it's there's got to be reasonable progression. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, they are absolutely exploited. Should yeah. get in the sea. Um, anyway, we've gone off topic. We um, always do. It's what we're here for. If we, if we stay on topic, then are we, are we done with video games. Uh, there was a couple more came out. Um, Halo Wars Two. Did any of us, any of us play that? No, no, not played that. Any Halo Wars? No, no. I don't think anyone did. No. Uh, and Lego Worlds. Lego Worlds is good as a Minecraft alternative. Oh, is that uh, what it is? Uh, yeah, basically, it's a it's it's just the actual mechanics around building a little bit. A little bit janky. I didn't play it until a couple of months after release. It might have changed since then because I know they were adding a lot of free update to Lego World and doing a lot of different stuff with it. But it's yeah, it's 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 a. Is, is there a reason to play this instead of Minecraft? Lego is better than Minecraft. So no. Um... <laughs> is is it as a as like what's the word I'm thinking of? Not obtrusive, but like when you start Minecraft, it's like I don't understand what to do here. True. No, there's more. There is more mechanics. So like I think Lego World has a a bit like Minecraft, just a creation mode, and it also has what essentially is a survival mode, right? and you can go to different worlds and different biomes, and you can go to user-generated stuff. I mean, if you look, if you do a YouTube search for stuff created in Lego Worlds, there's some very impressive stuff in there. I, just, I mean, that's a personal preference thing. But I think the Lego IP is a nicer IP than Minecraft is. Yeah, you are right. Lego is better than. 
these like people do not like, speak for me. Like, like, um, I, I actually, I actually don't really care for Minecraft that much, but I'm just aware that the internet does. So these people do not speak for me. Um, yeah, but, I like the fact that like Minecraft send your right? send your hate mail to these two specifically. I, I I have no beef with you, Minecraft people. We cool, right? We cool. <laughs> I'm not saying Minecraft bad. I'm just saying Lego's better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. We both Hodge and I both got kids. Lego is better than Minecraft. Do you think everything's better when it's Lego? Uh, yeah, Lego yeah. versions of things are very... Are Ooh, very... Here we this go. segues nicely yes. into our movie segment. <laughs> because I maintain that this film which came out, which was the Lego Batman movie, is was probably the best Batman film we'd had in ages. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Uh, compared it's a, to it's a celebration of Batman. Yes, it is. Yeah. Compare? Are you comparing it? Are you, when you say ages, are you including the Dark Knight? I mean, come on, it's not as good as the Dark Knight. Of course, it's not as good as the Dark Knight. Because there, there, there was only one Batman film in between those films. So, no, there was there were a couple. Um, well, are you counting the? Yeah, are you counted Batman v Superman. Yeah, Batman v Superman. Uh, I comment when Justice League came out. That was, I think it was later in 2017. Batman v Superman was 2016. Yeah. I mean, um, one of the many things wrong with 2016, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Just just how to completely ruin your franchise immediately. (laughs) Wow. Now, that's not fair. The, the the DC franchises weren't ruined by one hit. They were they were ruined over a long period of time by lots of small cuts. Yeah, yeah. But um, no. But I really enjoyed this movie and thought it was really fun because, as Codger said, it was a celebration of Batman, um, and it was very. It was I I found it a very fun uh, interpretation of the character because it's quite clearly the Lego Batman. It's not. Yeah. It's not the Batman movie in Lego. It's the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, it's good. I just don't. I think it's not as good as the uh, the like the Lego movies. I I'd say I I prefer the first actual Lego movie to this one, but I prefer this to the second Lego movie. There we go. Um, but Will Arnett's very good. Yeah, as usual. Will Arnett is a great Batman. Yeah, Will Arnett not featured in um uh, I think it was Amazon's list of best Batman, and neither was Adam West. So clearly their list is incomplete. Um. Did they have George Clooney in it? They did have George Clooney in it. Wow. Did they have Kevin Conroy? No. Wow. They didn't have the See, actual best Batman. You can't make the argument they were ignoring... They, they were ignoring everything apart from live-action theatrical releases, and even then they still missed out Adam West, who had a live-action theatrical release. Yeah, because I mean, Kevin Conroy is definitively the best Batman. Yes. I was kind of, I'm kind of, I was like, just let's wait, see if anyone has a dissenting opinion. No, no one does, because it's just true. <laughs> Is Mark Hamill the best Joker? Ooh, good question. I think we could go down a rabbit hole there. 
Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. This. I, I wouldn't fight you for saying he was the best Joker. No. But if, if someone said I prefer Heath Ledger, I wouldn't be like, well, you're just you're just categorically wrong. I'd what about, about no, what about I, if I said Jared Leto was the best Joker? Would you I'll fight me then? Th- yes. Th- I'd, 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 yeah, right. yeah, you you would be objected from the podcast, uh, never to return. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go for actually. No, I, th- I think about it. I think you're right. Hamill is the best Joker, and I'll tell you for why. He's the Joker with the most range. If you compare True. his Joker in um, the animated series to his Joker in the Arkham games, they could both be the same character, operating at different levels of insanity. I mean, that's what they're and supposed Hamill, to be, really. Yeah. Yeah, and Ham- yeah. Hamill's got that range. Whereas the other Jokers we've seen, I mean, to be fair to me, haven't had as much screen time to do that kind of stuff. True. But they haven't done it. Yeah. There's been uh, no like, indication they could do it. And I think, oh, this, this, might, this is controversial, I think, but I think um, Heather's Ledger, like, uh, I can't say his name. Heather's Ledger. Heather's Ledger. Heather's Ledger. Heather's Ledger. Say his name. It's a big notebook. It was. It was brought. It was. You know, for them to cast a thirteen-year-old girl's notebook as the Joker. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people at the time said he shouldn't do it. They said he wasn't wrong. Old girl who's really into accounting. Yeah. I want to I... be an accountant when I'm older. So no, when they did have Heather Ledger as the, uh, <laughs> as the you know, I think Heath Ledger's Joker is a bit overrated because of his passing. <gasps> I don't agree. Not, but... saying, no, not I saying it's not not saying it's bad. Don't get me wrong; he's very good, but I think it, it's overhyped as a result. No, I think I think he's the best live action Joker. I think. Yeah, I'd still give him that. Yeah. I think uh, Jack Nicholson would like a word. Jack Nicholson. Uh, the thing with Jack Nicholson is that he pretty much plays the same character as when he's not the Joker, as when he is the Joker. I'm only joking, really. Don't I really think Jack Nicholson is. Well, I don't. Yeah. I think Jack Nicholson isn't even the second best Joker. My Russian Joker. Um, who's the Joker in this film? It's, I don't uh, know. Isn't it Zach Garifanakis or whatever his name is? Okay. The I think that's the right guy. The you're right. It is him. Yep. Yeah. But Not no, I, uh, yeah. But I, I very much enjoyed this. This uh, particularly where they do make the load of references to uh, other Batman films. Um, you know, the the dark times you had in two thousand and six, the dark times you had in two thousand nine. That very, that very weird period he went through in the nineteen sixties, like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that was really good. I thought it was kind of interesting where they towards the end of the film where they just start throwing out random Lego villains. Like the oh, Daleks yeah. and Sauron, <laughs> like yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, as long as yeah, they're as long as they could be safely published by Warner Brothers, then I think they're fine. But that's I thought that was quite cool. <laughs> what was it they called them? The British robots. <laughs> the British robots. Yeah, that's what I was good. Yeah, but yeah, right. that was that was pretty good. I I did enjoy that. I I liked that film a lot. Um, a very narcissistic Batman, who is also basically Fred Durst. You, <laughs> you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Because I just wrote a song about how I'm going to kick all your butts. Stop him before he starts singing! In the darkest night, huh, I make the bad guys fall. 
Now, now you say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, otherwise, film-wise, who's going to take the next one? Um, well, I've not seen any of these two films, so I'm not. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> John, John Wick Chapter 2 was, was good. This is one of these films that's hard to talk about, because John Wick Chapter 2 is a great movie, and then you try and describe why, and it's like, because it's got the shooting and the guns and that, it's a, it's a very bread and butter's action movie, bread and butter action movie, um, almost to a fault. But it does everything it does extremely well, um, particularly in regards to the action. Um, there, it's it's run by a team of people. I don't know if, if everyone knows this, but it's run by a team of people who are basically like stunt coordinators and directors who basically got tired of seeing the same kind of action films uh, from like Liam Neeson and, and all these kind of things where it's like, all right, we're going to do loads of shaky cam and then we're going to have loads of quick cuts in our fight scenes and stuff like that. Um, so they set out to make films that were basically the antithesis of that. And it turned out that they were absolutely bang on right to do so because they got a lot of critical and commercial success with it because people were like, oh God, it's an action film where I can see the action taking place. <laughs> Look! Look at him. It's a star who's doing the action, <laughs> like not, not necessarily just a stunt double or someone we've cut away from really quick because actually they're a bit old and knackered now and shouldn't be doing this. You know, I, I feel like I might come off as a bit ageist in this uh, episode, but that's because old people shouldn't be doing action films. Um, <laughs> that that was quite ageist. Yeah, it was quite ageist, and I, I will own that. And if you have a problem with that, then stop casting old people in action films and I will shut up about it. It's like, should old people be I hate old people. I mean, do you want to see people who can barely get to a wrestling ring wrestling? No, uh, you don't. No. And I, I think... Uh, there's a reason we don't watch old people playing football. Yeah. Or, like, there's not an old person Olympics. Yeah, I think there's... Um, it's kind of funny, but I think you mentioned wrestling. So the one thing I'm very much enjoying about AEW at the moment is that whenever they introduce like an old time wrestler, you know, one of the big old names from the past kind of thing, they don't wrestle. They like they coach the other team or they're the sponsor of a team and stuff like that. They don't they don't sort of you don't have to sit there and watch them like not wrestle very well for for however many minutes and pretend what you're watching is great it's which is i think is a very clever move on their part because you keep them involved you keep the names involved you keep their fan base intact but it's very much a feeling of passing the other torch i can't believe i've upset hodge so much yeah he's just left he, he likes he likes old people he loves he old people I mean, that is a rumor about him so it's is it Not that he is an old time. person in, in reality <laughs> My constant bashing of... Like, we should point out that we're not exactly spring chickens ourselves. Um, no. No. Yeah, um, but no, like, no one would want to see us completely because no. it'd be awful. He's, he's asking to come back in now. I'll let him back into the podcast. So, you know, I, I, I will say, Hodge, if I offended you <laughs> um, by saying that I don't want to watch old people wrestle, then I am very sorry. Um, just, just teams is shit. <laughs> right. we, we don't don't you mean special podcast software you know whatever it is that all the professionals use 
No. <laughs> we, we need teams. We record this over teams. But yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then the next film I haven't seen either. So uh, Get Out is really good. Cassie. Yes, you, you watch need Get Out. to see Get Out if you want to watch. If you if like, uh, let me put it this way: anything else on our list today, Horizon Zero Dawn, any of the right, go watch Get Out. Get Out is a brilliant, fantastic movie. Um, it's I, it, this. This is a period where if I hadn't seen a film in the cinema, I probably haven't seen it. Yeah. Um. So I didn't see it in the cinema. So. This. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. So I, I watched it relatively recently. It's um, it's no longer available on any of the streaming services. Though, from a quick look, oh. um, but it's worth. It's a like two pound fifty on Amazon. It's like worth a watch, Kev. Yeah, it's it's the first um, film from like well, I don't know if it's his first film, but it's his first big film from Jordan Peele. Um, it is. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it because talking about it spoils so much of it. All I'll say is you'll never look at someone stirring a cup of tea the same way again. Um, and it, it is, was very impressive the time it came out. Oh, uh, it's well, it's 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 not visually like special effects wise terribly. Like, oh, I meant, I meant the subject matter. Yeah, I think it's become more. Yeah, if anything, in more recent years, well, since like, a certain man had just been elected in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we say white supremacist beliefs? I mean, he certainly believes that... Well, I mean, he's orange, but he definitely thinks of himself as supreme. Um, uh, you know, I, I... I, Yeah, I think it's, it's very much one of those films that, you know, you kind of... You kind of when you watch it, um, particularly as, you know, going to let you in on a secret here, myself and Hodge are two white middle-class blokes... And you kind of watch it and you like, you know, you can only imagine what it must mean to people of that community where they're like, this is how we feel. This is how we feel on a daily basis, please. You know, and we're, we're like, funnily enough, myself and Hodge are kind of the bad guys. We're the bad guys, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think we'll see it there. Kev, you should just, yeah, add it to your watch list at some point. It's definitely yeah, worth right. watching. Go watch Get Out. Go watch it as soon as you possibly can if you haven't seen it. It is fantastic film. Um, genuinely frightening at times. Um, it like so like the social commentary is really good. Um, don't bother with us, <laughs> which is the which is the follow up. Us is not great, um, sadly. Um, we didn't, we didn't watch much of us because um, my partner got too freaked out by it. We got to the bit where where the um, uh, the intruders i guess are standing in the driveway right honestly watching the house and we didn't get any further than that she's like no, Re- what? So that's basically the beginning of the film <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah, us has one of those moments where you go at the end why doesn't someone just use a gun because there's like the oh I, I, I I, again don't want to talk about it about spoiling it but yeah don't worry about it but get out go watch get out it is fantastic then go watch the Babadook. Watch those two films; they are fantastic. I know we talked about the Babadook in a previous episode. Yeah, I, I still need to watch the Babadook. It's on. It's on Prime, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I very, very good films. Um, I dropped off horror a little a little while uh, ago. I think when everything was basically trying to be sore, and um, the Babadook and Get Out recently because I watched them quite close together actually, but not at the times they were released. Funny enough. Um, really started got my interest back into the genre. 
There we go. Coolio. Right. right. Are we moving on to music? Absolutely, yes. We should talk about some music. So, basically, I'm just going to wang on about the Menzingers after the party. Yep. Because um, this album is fucking brilliant. It absolutely it's, is. Yes. Well, I, I think this is the best album we've covered. Like, easy. Yeah. I, I absolutely love this album. It's so good. It, I, like... We, either in the top 20 of all time or around about top 20 of all time. It is brilliant. It's worth um, saying, we, we, kind of, we kind of end up talking about a lot of um, uh, metal albums, particularly on, because they're, they're, you know, it's where our interests uh, are. Uh, um, but I'd I would say, say that's an alternative punk. I mean, yeah, yeah it, that's where we tend to sit, music-wise. Yeah. Mm. Menzingers is not really that. Um, but they're, they're a punk band. I mean, yeah, yeah, but they feel they feel more. I don't know. They feel more rock and roll than punk. I don't know if, if that makes sense to anyone. Um, uh, I mean, if for for fans of, I'd say for fans of Gasa Anthem, it's it's that Gasa Anthem sound. This right. very uh, Americana inspired Springsteen punk. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's Springsteen that's by way of. American punk bands. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's very much in the writing. It's very much, I always describe the Menzing as sort of have, uh, especially at this point, maybe not so much on the next album, sort of optimism. Yeah. The romanticism about America that you don't, again, that, that comes from like Springsteen, maybe a little while Springsteen didn't all work. There are Springsteen songs that have been interpreted as optimistic, but they're not optimistic. Like <laughs> Born in the USA is a famous example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's like this idea of like oh meeting waitresses in what's the American word for cafe diner diner yeah, yeah. things like that. But so it's... this album is about uh, the band uh, becoming thirty. Yeah, they so moving into their thirties, which and I think they just nail it. Yeah, I think like, it's um, it's. It's funny because you introduced me to this band just before we saw them at Slam Dunk, didn't you? And I, yeah. I remember really, really liking them. And then very soon afterwards, you also introduced me to Spanish Love Songs. And yes. in a lot of ways, I love both these bands. And in a lot of ways, they're almost like flip sides of the same coin in some ways. Whereas yeah. Spanish Love Songs are almost um, brutally bleak in their outlook. There's there is that spark of optimism, and it is you're, you're right. It's sort of tinged with a little bit of you know um, of realism, if you if you want to call it that, in the Menzingers. But it's so so much fun as well. It's there's a real there's right. a real you know real uplifting charge okay. to a lot of their their music in this album. I like to think well, I mean, so this is something about them turning thirties, but so I want the, the Menzingers come from the age where probably grew up in the 90s things were a bit more optimistic then yeah uh lived in the noughties you know uh spanish lug songs are probably uh, quite a, a, a bit younger and they've sort of come up the, the generation of the, the credit crunch and the economic crash and everything that's gone on the last sort of 12 years um yeah. following that so yeah i think that yeah i always say menzingers see the optimism spanish love songs see the pessimism yeah and and this this yeah this album is so good. What's your favourite song? 
Um, uh, I think it was uh, Lookers. Lookers is my favourite song. thing of it's it's a like it feels very heartfelt of this kind of thing of we are where we are but you can kind of look back on yeah. you know when we were when we were young and, and idolize that but it's it just it's just great song it's just a great tune just yeah um, yeah we're um a lot of our friends are turning 40 this year yes we're doing things like celebrating friendship over the last 20 years and looking back at old photos and it does very much remind me of that song yeah um my, mine is after the party yes yes which is yeah which is definitely a close second That's what I was like. The twenties were were a party, and yeah. sort of, as you move to thirties, you'll sort of grow up a bit. I mean, when I was when I was twenty nine, got married, and then bought a house, and like things fundamentally changed. I mean, it's, not it, not for everyone. This is a personal story, but yeah, and also the uh, sort of very much in my music taste. The line, I don't, uh, I don't care who's watching. I just want to dance in the basement, which sort of feels like a lot of the bands I've been to. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know it's got that like it's quite repeated a lot in the line isn't it where are we going to go now that our 20s are over yeah. <laughs> like, where, yeah. like 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 and i think that's a societal thing and you know i've been horribly ageist throughout most of this most of this episode <laughs> um where it's like well well uh, what age you know particularly in you know like hollywood tv and the, the entertainment industry it's like you're not 20 anymore so you need to fuck off is very much a thing, um, 
I mean, that's why we never made it as entertainers in Hollywood. I've got to let everyone know that. That's definitely the reason, not because we never made any attempt um, <laughs> to, to become entertainers I, I, in Hollywood. Honestly, I can't imagine 20s. anything worse. Yeah. <laughs> and this album, I don't think there's a bad song on it. It's just different levels of brilliance. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there's like Midwestern stage just talking about such a road a trip song. across America. Yeah. Uh, Another one I absolutely love is uh, Your World Years. That was great. Just like the idea of like a a little uh, a little Irish in name, a little Polish in your blood, a little Boston in your attitude. It's like that's Yeah. Someone's whole story there. It's great. It's so good, this album. Yeah. Everyone should listen to it. Yes, you should. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really, really, really good. Uh, okay. Again, I can't get this list up, so what's next right. on the docket? Right, the next album, I think, the next album to talk about, um, this, again, this is back to us being middle-aged white guys, yep. uh, Stormy, Stormzy, Gang Signs and Prayer. Have any of you two listened to this album? I have not, no. No, no. We we put it in because it's quite a significant album in the, uh, like, the takeover of British Grime, essentially. Yeah. Uh, British grime is one of the uh, the biggest um, genres in the UK. Uh, I think off the back of this album, Stormzy headlined Glastonbury. Yeah. Um, which I think he was the first solo black artist in the UK to headline Glastonbury because I think at the time he said he was the first black artist, but Skunk and Nancy had done it. Ah, okay. Um, that, that, that was quite a big, big thing. You know, Glastonbury, well, don't have to talk about what Glastonbury is, but yeah. Uh, the headline is a massive thing. Um, yeah. Uh, and Stormzy uh, campaigned for the Labour Party in the election later in the year. So, Well done him. Yes. He should have tried harder. How I mean, much campaigning did you do for the Labour Party, Hodge? I mean, Corbyn was the candidate. So, he, I mean, to even, Ooh, I, oh, I, oh, I, I yeah. almost point, certainly yeah. think that Stormzy was responsible for them getting anywhere near close to being elected. <laughs> right. It's, that's, that's like trying to sell tickets to a um, to a party where it is very visibly on fire. And trying yeah. to go, come, come in anyway. That's on fire. Come in anyway. It'll be fine. I, should, I am Stormzy. I should reiterate my position of don't vote for people because you know them off the telly does extend to people like uh, Eddie Izzard, even though I love Eddie Izzard. But if he was running for PM, my advice would be don't vote for him because you shouldn't vote for people because you've seen them off the telly. <laughs> well, eventually you'll, you'll see most politicians on the telly, especially. Yeah. But you know what I mean? You, I mean, people who started off making a career on the telly. Um, or um, been, I mean, otherwise that's how you end up with Boris Johnson. What they, yeah, you should base it on what they say and do and what they're... Anyway. What they're Ideologies are. Probably should do that. How you say it would. Yeah. Probably should do that. Yeah. Big big album, Stormzy, Gang Signs of Prayer. Not something I don't think any of us heard too much from, so we'll we'll apologise for that. Yeah. Um, uh, So the next one I put down is Suicide Silence, self titled. Okay. Um, And it's more to do with the story around this. Okay. Okay. So this uh, this album came out. Suicide Silence for a deathcore band. Um, but this came out and they tried something different and got an absolute kicking from their fan base, the press and everything. And it was one of these things that was happening around this time that bands would get piled on 
Right. Um, unfairly or fairly, I mean, I don't. It's not a great album, but I don't think it's you know people like burning patches and stuff like that and like oh. saying they'll never listen to them again. It's like it's it happened to Machine Head a year later, and I think it was sort of like yeah. But the problem is, if you don't allow people to try new things, then things will just sound the same forever, and that's not good either. But um, yeah, that's why I wanted to sort of that came out this month, and yeah, it was a. I do, feel do you think I... it's because like big fans feel like, or I think mean, it's more more a music thing, and perhaps it's other things feel like they have ownership over music. So then, when it goes away from what they like about it, people feel more betrayed. I I, I think that's true because I think that even goes back to like. Uh, was it Bob Dylan going electric? Maybe. Yeah, it's it's that sort of thing. Because like, um, Green Day. Green Day released some uh, new yeah. stuff recently. And it was very, very different to anything else they ever did. Um, it felt more like something that Hives would do rather than Green Day. And I remember it being like... I don't think they got a lot of flack for it. But I definitely, I definitely remember people saying this, you know, I, I don't know what this is. But it isn't Green Day. Uh, Green Day have been on a bit of a creative tailspin for the last, well, since American Idiot, basically. Mm. I think think it's because, like, people tie up so much of their own identity within music. Like, you know, I am that music, that music is me. Mm. But then when that changes and no longer represents who they feel they are, it creates a, a, a backlash. Yeah. I just it's just interesting and I think this I'm not saying that's right but yeah, yeah this, I'm not this saying was happening more and more around this time and yeah this is one of the ones I definitely saw and was like oh okay well um, we've, we've kind of said before metals particularly um, has yeah. a bad habit of looking backwards rather than looking forwards like that whatever's new in metal has to seemingly has to prove itself Whereas, you know, uh, in other genres, new stuff is like, oh, this is new, this is different, I haven't heard anything like this before. In metal, it's like, well, hang on, you better you better sound really good and you better be good live and you better prove yourself by doing X, Y, Z sort of thing. Um, um, bit of a generalisation, obviously. but Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there's there's certainly a bunch of fans that are like that. I think yes. that part of the problem with metal is it's quite old. Yeah. And, you know, it... It would, you know, started in nineteen seventy. Whereas I think eventually this will probably happen with hip hop. Yeah, I mean, well, I actually, I think it kind of already has started happening with hip hop. There's, there's certainly been um, a reaction from some people in hip hop community, which is like, you know, back in the day, people used to write like interesting rap lyrics and stuff like that, and nowadays it's the same three lyrics repeated over and over again ad nauseum. I think that's... Oh, I mean, I, I don't know, because there's actually some really cool hip-hop artists out at the moment. But, of course there is. Of course yeah. there is. But I'm saying these I'm, are the, you know... getting quite big yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's like, uh, hip-hop yeah, yeah. is a massive uh, blind spot for me. Yeah, and uh, again, and we're talking about sort of generalisation. And of course, some of it is some of it is people saying that, have we lost something? And some of it is genuinely old man shouting at cloud, which I believe, I, I imagine happens in all, you know in all spheres of creative, you know, um, yeah. endeavour. Um, speaking about creatively moribund, yeah. um, Ed Sheeran was number one in the UK for 
this time and the months before and after. He's always number one in the UK. We we probably shouldn't be bringing it up all the time because he's just yeah. fucking always number one in the UK. Fourteen yeah. weeks this single was number one. Which one was yeah. this? Oh, is this the one he didn't write now or something? Oh, <laughs> Shape of You. Yeah. From the nineteenth of January to the thirteenth of April. Is this the one he just lost a court case over? Is he in court at the moment? I don't know if is, is the, has the case been decided. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's been. I, I, I think it may have been. I could be wrong. I'm willing to be proved wrong by a man with a Google search bar. Um, His name is Hodge. <laughs> yeah. So the, the number one albums in the UK this month were Albo, Little Fictions. Yeah. Uh, Al- Albo are awful. Well, it's not the seldom seen kid, so it's the one I don't know. Uh, I um, so they I went to the Rolling Stones in Cardiff, not not in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, and Elbow was supporting, and they were garbage. Like, well, I, I've seen them a couple of times and found them enjoyable, so it's you know. Yeah, I think I think they're all right. Yeah. Yeah, I just it was, they're not they're not really for me, but they're they're fine. Just like all all he did was shout, "We're I'm Elbow, I'm." The guy from Albo and I'm from Manchester. I'm supporting the Stones. Like, yeah. Maybe he was just excited. Yeah. Yeah. The rest He's of the time. He's a man of break curve. He can be excited about things. Oh, but just play some good songs. <laughs> anyway. With <laughs> um, Albo, he, he can play some all right songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other, um, the other number one album this month was Human by Rag and Bone Man, which is not a Steptoe and Son spin-off, apparently. And <laughs> given, I'm... How, given how big that song was, I was genuinely surprised that wasn't number one at all that month. What's that? Human. Which one was Human? Uh, you, you'll know it. Like, I probably Oh, know. hang on. Is it... Uh, no, I know the one. Yeah, of course I know the one. Yeah. It's, it might it's on every advert to... for everything ever. Yeah. In yeah. my head, I've gone to a Haggard Cat song called Human Animal, which shows what the level of music knowledge that I have. So, yeah. This massive song that you've mentioned is like, yeah, I've, I've gone to a band that like play pubs. You've, you've, reminded, so, you've reminded me we need to record an advert for our, our podcast at some point, and we will be using Human by Rag and Bowman as the background for that, because all the adverts <laughs> by law have to have Human by Rag and Bowman. Probably we should be using Moby like we decided. <laughs> yeah. Also, like um, Rag and Bone Man looks nothing like how I int- imagine him to look. Really? Well, I just imagine Steptoe and Son. So <laughs> he's a big chunky bloke with a beard, isn't he? He looks a bit like uh, yeah, yeah. He looks like me with a beard. Is what I think. Actually, <laughs> he's got face tattoos, doesn't he? Does he? No, I know. Yeah, I think he's got face tattoos. Yeah, but anyway, um. Yeah, so on to TV. TV. So, um, yeah, so new, the only new, well, we got a couple of new series this month. One of them is 24 Legacy. Is that the one that didn't have Jack Bauer in? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Working title, 24, shitting on our legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the last 24 thing. I didn't. I didn't watch this one, but it was the one set in the UK. And it was the one immediately after Girl with the Dragon Tattoo came out. And, um, oh God, Chloe. Do you remember his, his analyst, Chloe, yeah. who would yeah. do all the things? So he goes to, like, I just saw the advert for it where she's in an interrogation cell. And who does she look like? 
Girl with the Fucking Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. And I not recently played Watch Dogs as well, the original Watch Dogs game. And you meet a lady hacker in that. What do you think she fucking looks like? Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. There's like There was a period of time where... <laughs> the, the level like female hacker was black hair with a bit of a skinhead probably on bits with tattoos and lots of piercings and that was code yeah. for hacker girl <laughs> I was just like okay so there is there is one template now that all of Hollywood are sharing around in the entertainment industry fucking ridiculous yeah so this this uh, this was with someone who was in Walking Dead who I can't remember because they sort of didn't kill off the character quite because it was like, well, what if 24 Legacy fails? Like, <laughs> this is like, it's why was this? The... Yeah, <laughs> I imagine 24 know. Legacy did fail. Yeah, but they didn't bring it back to Walking Dead because I don't think anyone cares. No. Um, so another new series. I haven't seen this, but I know you really liked it, Hodge. Big Little Lies. Yeah, Big Little Lies is really good. It's um, got a really good cast. It's not massively long, so it's a good watch. It's like it's got um, oh, who isn't it? It's got um, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, Ian oh, Armitage. Wow. That's a yeah. That's a, a big. What's the premise of the show? Sorry. Um, it's like a rich, a rich um, community in I want to say LA, but it might it might be LA, somewhere, somewhere by a beach um, right. in America. Um, where you know everyone pretends to be perfect and they're not, which sounds like a very generic and blasé premise. But I think I think it's based on a book series. That might be a lie, though. Okay. Yes, it's based on a novel. Yeah, it is. Yes, remember remember, remember the credits saying based on. So it is based on a on a novel. Um, yeah, it's just really well acted, really well produced. Like it's not. Um, it's only two seasons long, and it's thankfully you know these ones where they've ended it and an ending point as opposed to going on forever. I'm amazed that you said like this is an American series starring all of those people and they just end it when the story ends. Because that doesn't yeah. happen. That doesn't well, It's probably because like, half the actors were like, well, we're already doing a couple of series. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, Shalane, I think that was the in it as well, who you'd recognise, but I can't tell you what she's been in. Who? Shalane Woodley. I think she won Oscars after that. I think. I think she did. I'm trying to think what else she's been in. Um, uh, she's been in um, uh, VOC. Oh, no. My name is Earl. No. I watched My Name Is Earl. I'm gonna have a look. But yeah, no. It's if you, it's probably on um, like Now TV or something. It's it's definitely worth a watch. I'd say it's also like this might not be true. In my mind, it's like the reinvigoration of Reese Witherspoon's career. Oh, okay. Because I don't remember seeing her in much over the last several years until she turned up in this, and she seems to be turning up in more stuff again. Yeah. Like playing something which isn't her normal type. Or what I don't typically remember as being in is probably more there. True. Okay. That sounds like also, worth a check out. Yeah, it's not it's not the sort of thing we'd normally watch, I don't think. But it's yeah, I'd recommend it. It's good. Okay. Right. Um so yeah, it was a couple of series that started their final runs this month, one of which was Girls. 
Um, did you watch Girls, Matt? I know Hodge and I did. Uh, no, I didn't. I was going to say I knew one of you guys definitely did watch it. And uh, again, one of those things I've been... Uh, I've been... <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny because... Uh, you know, I've been watching Supernatural every now and then. Yeah. I got to the episode where they uh, <laughs> they start exercising Crowley. Oh, yeah, and he, kind of, he starts talking about girls. He starts so talking about girls. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I just went, I just went, who else? I was trying to think, who else said girls was good? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> girls is like, it's like, a, it's a totally hipster TV show, but it's yeah. sort of, I think, like, the premise is this is what people growing up in new york would actually be like right like people living in their 20s who haven't got any money yeah so it's like an anti-friends in some respects yeah it's very good yeah and also i i can't allow the opportunities pass that once again saying how great that actor is as crowley throughout supernatural yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no yeah you give girls a watch back again it's um hbo so it's short seasons cool i will i'll, I'll take a look at it yeah yeah None of the characters are pleasant. Oh, I do like that. I do like. Yeah. I do like a raft of bastards. That's my favourite yeah. kind of show. They're, they're all yeah. pretty horrible, to be yeah. honest. But it, I think, yeah, in their own way, uh, it's where Adam Driver's career started. I'm trying to think who Adam Driver is now. We'll move on. Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Huh? Kylo Ren. Oh, of course, Kylo Ren. Yeah, and the other series that ended this month was uh, Bates Motel, which. The premise of which uh, didn't sound very good when it started, but it was actually really good. The premise of this was uh, sounded a bit contrived. Well, something's not very good at the time, but yeah, it's a psycho prequel, so it's like early Norman Bates. His mum is still alive. I, I think it was like I think I might have mentioned before on another episode or something, but there was definitely a. Um, it still goes on where there is a thing of we're going to do a prequel and we're just going to name it from the place. <laughs> so. And I think that all yeah. started with Smallville. Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember seeing the first couple of episodes of this, and it was definitely unsettling, but I don't think much happened in the first couple of episodes. Uh, no, it's quite a slow burn. Yeah. They do They do sort of explain what is... They just sort of go into what is exactly wrong with uh, Lord Bates. It, it is good. I think it is... Uh, it's a good series. Um, it's not, like mind-blowing tv but it's good i'd recommend it if people like that type of thing yeah uh, it's quite well it's it's from one of the lost creators which is interesting because also going on we may cover this in a subsequent uh episode is uh, leftovers was on at the same time from another of the lost creators which is also very good better better than bates motel um who, and the guy subsequently went on to do the, the Watchmen series. So, which yes. leads me to believe that the reason why Lost and Lost End was so awful is entirely down to J.J. Abrams. Well, he does have a track ending. Um, yeah. Sorry, track of not end. Uh, sorry, he does have a track. Oh fuck me! I cannot say this. He has a track record of fucking everything. Don't help him. Is. Don't help him, Kevin. <laughs> Yeah, he has a track record like, of fucking up. He's got the opposite of a Midas touch, and then he turns everything to absolute shit. It's like when he starts off, it's great, and then comes yeah. back and ruins it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, did any of you watch that show? I don't know. You, did you watch no. it? Home? No, afraid not. No. Um, so the last TV thing, and again, I doubt either of you watched this, but it's fairly legendary. 
was the Super Bowl Fifty One uh, that happened this mm. month. No, and I was I was kind of like, why has Kev put this on here? But then you said, no, just let me go with it. So I'm going to let yeah. you go with it. Well, tell, I, tell us about this one, Kev. Kev. Just before I let Kev go with it, I love the fact that because it's America, they have to number them. Do you know we never have, like, UEFA Cup 94. Oh, well, we actually did. Well, we do. We did. It was, it was that. Yeah, the thing is, it happened in 1994. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd be very, very pleased with that joke because you shouldn't be. Because <laughs> you just. You could have said we don't do a thing, but there was a UEFA Cup final in 94 that would be a good UEFA Cup final in 1994. Yeah. Shut up and guess on with not rugby. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got quite a lot into, super, uh, into NFL the last few years, but this I, at this point, I was casually watching the Super Bowl. But this Super Bowl is insane. It's like one of the greatest comebacks in sporting history. So with halfway through the third quarter out of four, right. the Falcons are just blowing away the Patriots. Thank you for explaining how, what, what a quarter is. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. He's giving context for, to people who don't know about American football, like like it's, me. Or basic to be one maths. Of the biggest like thrashings in the Super Bowl ever, like no chance of a comeback. And then suddenly everything changes. I mean, so the Patriots quarterback is Tom Brady, who I assume you've heard of. He I, has this... So the, the reason I've heard of Tom Brady is because he sold his retirement ball for something like something ridiculous, like fifty thousand yeah. million dollars or something. Probably not. Horrifying, you know what I mean? about some money. Yeah, um, because he'd retired and it was the last ball he'd ever thrown and everything like that. Then immediately came back to the sport, yeah. and he must be the guy, the guy who bought that. Must be like the actual fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, in some ways, you wouldn't blame that man if he sold that ball and used some of the proceeds to take out a contract on Tom Brady. No, but now that ball is worthless. <laughs> That's the thing. He can't. He could sell that ball, but it'll get like what two two dollars fifty something <laughs> like that for it. The- Okay, maybe he's, going to, maybe he's going to take out Tom Brady himself. He's going to have to act quick before he throws another ball. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Maybe, maybe he'll, uh, he'll try to be a defender forever. The Bucks are playing first next season. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, 28-3. No, no one in the history of, I think, I don't think anyone in the history of um, NFL will come back from that, essentially. Certainly not in the Super Bowl. I think so the biggest can, margin that a comeback could happen in the Super Bowl was 17 points at this point. I mean, you can hear how emotional then, Kev is getting just talking about this. Um, sorry, that's why uh, cold is getting. Um, yeah, we'll get a bit emotional seems, when we've got a cold, Kev. It's all right. It's okay. Uh, it just seems like the Falcons could try to throw it away. The Patriots could try to win it in one of the most... There's a ridiculous part where the Brady throws it to, I think it's one of the Falcon plays to intercept, but he drops it. It sort of falls on the ground. It hits another Falcon player to the leg, and one of the Patriots players wants to pick it up before it hits the ground, so it actually counts as a completed pass. Right. And like at that point, the Falcons like, oh, we're not going to win. <laughs> oh. They just <laughs> kind of realise God is against How them. Is this <laughs> we could have just taken it easy, ran out the clock. I don't know, try, try to do everything, you know, just to delay the game. We've lost our timeouts, and yeah, it's just insane. It's it's sort of the equivalent of being 4-0 down with about 15 minutes left of a football match, and 
just completely fundamentally changing. And yeah, yeah, Patriots put it in overtime. The great was, golden uh, nuffle was against them. Sorry. Oh, there's a um, so there's a, a Games Workshop game called Blood Bowl, which is all set in the the Warhammer world with orcs and stuff playing. And the god of the reason why they're playing this version of football is because of the god Nuffle, which if you read it, NFL. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, cool. But yeah, that was uh, one of the uh, possibly the most exciting. I don't know. There's been other Super Bowl. Well, possibly one of the possibly the most exciting Super Bowl, but. Yeah, yeah. There's been back and forth games, which probably people would say is better. It's probably yeah. I mean, is it is it like the equivalent of um, uh, like uh, England versus New Zealand a couple of years ago at cricket, where it went into the super over and everything like that? Probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, mind you, even then, it's slightly that. different because they come from so far behind to win it. Is the yeah. the thing, isn't it? I mean, you. You probably imagine it's, you know, you said rugby. Yeah. With 20 minutes to go in a rugby game, one team's up 28-3 and they lose yeah. it. I mean, you, that, you, that's sort of the... You, yeah. How how much you have to do to lose that or how much you have to do to win that. It's like yeah. a complete... Momentum is momentum means more in NFL, I'd say, than yeah. other sports. So, yeah, once you start losing momentum, things can go wrong very quickly. Cool. But the Falcons had chances to sort of slow the game down or just, you know, to even get close enough to get a field goal, which would put them another three points ahead, which would have done it. But no, just didn't. Yeah, crazy. Well, um, yeah. So Falcons should have used a, um, a Falcon punch. That's what Really? Yeah. Really? Should have told that. It would be a Falcon oh. punt. Falcon punt would have done well, I think. <laughs> the problem is they ended up Falcon punting it a yeah. bit too often rather than like using a Falcon punt. Uh, shame. <laughs> um, so, do we want to, in a sort of newer segment for this, we're going to pick our, our next episode? Yes. So, um, so have we got... Are we going to do it via the power... Oh, sorry. I need... A D10. This is one of the benefits of being uh, a ridiculous geek. Uh, I am also. I also have a number of dice. So we've got. So we're, a... we're doing a nineties one, aren't we? So we'll start. So one will be well zero. I should zero would be ninety ninety, and then one two. Right. Okay. So yeah. I've got a D10 and a D12. So okay. shall we roll the D12 first? Do the yep. D10 first for the year. D10, okay. That is a six. 1996. Uh, Did we do 1996 before? No, we did 1997 before, didn't we? Yep. And we are doing... Ooh. 12 December 1996. December might be an interesting month. It might be. There's not much comes out then. So. Well, we'll find out. There would have been things released. Hmm, no, they're normally released in November, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how we go with that. Um, but it's it, it's our first December, I think. Yeah. And is it our first time doing? Yeah, it's first time doing yep. and first time doing December. So that's worked out well. Um, cool. Right. Yes. So if anyone has any suggestions for things to do for that month, we may need them. 
Yeah, please send them to uh, too late update at gmail.com or give us a tweet at late underscore pod on Twitter. Um, I guarantee there's an Only Falls and Horses Christmas special. Oh, yeah, probably. And and a Mrs. Brown's Boys. No, no too early about... for Mrs. Brown's Boys. The Halston days before Mrs. Yeah. Brown's Boys, when everything was golden and pure in the world. I wonder if we're still in um, in one foot in the grave territory. Mm, yeah, possibly. But I don't know if they... They didn't really do I'm not that old. Oh, oh, you talk about the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. It's because of our cold. I don't think I'm dying. You didn't... You Like, I'm not being funny. That last one you said that, Kev, did not bring a lot of confidence, so... No. If, if, uh, we'll see. If, if well, Kev you, is not with us, he is dead next week. So yeah. it's just worth... Do you know what? Saying. Upsettingly, we just missed one from the grave because it had a series in '95 right. and then came back for its finale in 2000. You'll get to talk about one foot in the grave at some point, Hodge. <laughs> one foot in the grave holds up really well, and more people should be watching. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, it just remains for me to say thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, we really, really uh, appreciate you um uh listening to us if you can uh what we'd really appreciate is you to leave a review of this podcast um either on apple itunes spotify wherever you're listening please leave a leave a review um we'll read some of our best reviews if you read us if you give us a, a five-star review we'll probably read it and out on the podcast next time um if there if there is someone there if it, it, what i'm doing here is setting myself up to be horribly abused by people who just want to hear their name spoken over an audio format by someone else. Um, so, um, so do that. Um, please continue to send all of your uh, lovely thoughts, messages and prayers to us. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, to, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, to, thoughts and prayers. Send Madison. Yeah, send... send uh, Send Kev some Beecham's uh, to uh, too late uh, too late updates at gmail.com. and again our Twitter is at late underscore pod. For any of you who are just listening who found us off the back of uh, us tweeting about ourselves and everything like that, we really really appreciate you. If you're one of our friends who's just you know we badger to listen, we also really really love you. Um, you know, apart from you, Rio, you know what you did. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, uh, sorry, it just remains for me to say goodbye. I'm Matthew Wynn. Bye. Bye, Zs. And that's Kevin Jones and Christopher Hodgkinson who still haven't learned how to sign themselves off. Thanks very much, guys. Goodbye. Never will. (laughs) I don't believe they've not learned how to do it yet. (laughs) Fucking shut up. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.